This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following content is not suitable for children. Warm tidings, Lori, for this holiday season. Merry Christmas, George. Today, we're going to look at a classic, Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages. What better time to think about how to speak to your partner? <laughs> Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com and use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast. Don't forget the stocking stuffers. Drop in some uberlube. So it's Christmas. I'm so excited. This is like my favorite time of year. I start listening to Christmas music, you know, in August. And I never get enough. And is this any special COVID Christmas changing that? Or do you feel the uh, same old? You know, it's hard. You know, we're not having the big parties and we're not seeing our neighbors. We usually gather with our neighbors a lot at the holidays. Uh, my boys are definitely coming home. And so that's the most precious part for me. So I will see them. And we're all hard social distancing before we get together. So... We'll do that. But yeah, it's tough. And I know it's tough for a lot of people out there. People have lost family members. This is a blue Christmas for many. And it's rough. It's Christmas is always busy. I, I actually find this year less busy. And I, I, I just haven't pressured myself to do as much. So how about you? How's Christmas? You're working a lot. It's working too much. And all the Gifts are delayed and timelines are thrown off. So mm. me and my wife were doing online shopping yesterday. Oh. And that was uh, fun, but quite stressful with everything we thought. Yeah, we have plenty of time. It's two days, right? Amazon Prime should be no problem. Well, yeah. I guess it is a problem with a lot of <laughs> what we were finding. Ah, you waited. Waited, Things yes. Things are running out. We'd normally see a lot of people in person to give gifts, but now that's not happening. So yeah. So you have to it's, send the gifts. Send the gifts. So it's a little less. I'm a little less motivated when I'm not even going to see the person open that present. Yeah. Are you doing any gatherings? Your kids are home. Yeah, the kids are home. I'll, I'll see my immediate extended family, my mom and, and brothers and sisters, but that's about it. Hmm. Tell me about, you know, we're going to talk about the five love languages at Christmas and what do you think your love languages are? What's most important to you? We have time. I'm going to go through them, you know, spending time together, gifts, acts of service, words of appreciation, and physical touch. What's your best? My best would be physical touch and words of affirmation. Mm. As a doer, performer, that's like hearing good job. And there's something about touch that you just don't even need the words. It's, you know really works well. Mm -hmm. Of yeah. course, I'm married to somebody who's 
God has a funny sense of humor, who is the exact opposite. Acts of service, quality time, or her to. Uh-huh. Yeah, How many couples do you think have that? I, I, I mean, I find that a lot. I think that that falls in gender lines very typically. You know, women, especially at the holidays, well, I'll help you here, G, in terms of acts of service. I've got some good ideas for you. But, um, right. yeah, time together, acts of service, that that. A lot of women talk about that, and men often physical touch, usually number one, words of affirmation, appreciation. Yeah, that's that's up there. Because, I mean, you think about if men are often more emotional withdrawers, words of affirmation are you're doing a good job versus the sense that often a withdrawer has of I'm failing. Right. Well, the goal is to not just get your love language, it's to get good at all five i mean that's you have the most range Mm -hmm. and flexibility right so that's i think the beauty of god's plan of being attracted to someone that's opposite of you Mm -hmm. you it develops you right exactly right right i try to tell myself that when i'm doing the dishes (laughs) this is an act of service this is really expressing your love in a way that really strikes to the heart of my life (laughs) How about you, Lori? What do you got? What's your uh, love languages? The physical touch, obviously, is my number one. That that totally works. I feel loved when I'm hugged, touched. Sex works. I mean, that just that's it. And I I think spending time together. It, it's funny as I've gotten older, I I have a lot more need for alone time. My husband used to say, Lori needs a ton of alone time. Like eight hours every day when she's asleep, (laughs) but, you know, but now I find I enjoy it. I enjoy doing my own thing. You know, work is really busy and that's very fulfilling. So I put a lot of time into that. And so I don't need quite as much maybe as I used to need, but I I like it. Definitely physical touch though. And now you, would you say that's atypical for a lot of wives? That's their number one. Yeah, I, I, I don't think physical touch and sex is necessarily, you know, the first on most women's list. Sexual, female sexual pursuers probably, yes. And I think some women feel more about affection, not necessarily as much about sex as a female sexual pursuer would. But So it's therapy time, Laurie. That's really interesting. Can you tell me more (laughs) about how touch has become your number one love language? Yeah, it's it is interesting. Um, You know, I I know it's it's, you're being facetious, but I do wonder about that. Like, how did that evolve? How did I become that way? I think it is a triumph over my childhood. My mother was very affectionate, and that's that was a lovely part of my childhood. I mean, a lot of tucking me in, back rubs, kissing me goodnight, um, sitting. I remember sitting on her lap, and and I do actually remember sitting on my father's lap, although I don't remember quite as much affection. So there was a lot of problems in my childhood, but I think I I did get enough affection, and I think that. That is a basis of the adult sexual relationship. If in your childhood you don't get enough affection, you're going to be challenged your whole life. Because I think what happens is kids need it. They desperately need it. And when it doesn't come to them, they kind of make this 
promise to themselves, or I call it the inner vow. It's like, I won't need that. And then when we're grown up and in an adult romantic relationship, I won't need sex, you know, because it's so primitive to need that from your partner to, you know, to need to be touched to need to be sexually stimulated. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm never going to need that. And so, uh, yeah, I do think it was a good thing that I got from my childhood. What do you think? I don't know what I think, Lori. <laughs> George, you are worn it's, out, dude. No, it's 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 such a complex question. Yeah. I don't know if it's a lot of the wives that I work with, I'm not sure. I think most of them like touch when they can let go of the lists and the stress and oh, everything yeah. else. It's just other things. That's why I like the idea of five love language in, in some kind of order, some kind of list, because you might like touch, but if you're really looking for acts of service or you're looking for quality time and that needs not being met and your brain's looking for that, you know, it's hard to shift gears towards the touch. Yeah. But if you're feeling the quality time, you're feeling connected, then it's a lot easier for the touch to become relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And do you think for yourself that it's, and for the men that you work with maybe, that physical touch and sexual touch is just particularly driven by testosterone or do you think it's something else? I mean, yeah, I think touch is so important because it's, it's not based on performance. It's one mm. of the few ways you can just receive without having to do. Yeah. And so often you're, I got to get it right to kind of feel good about myself and touch is a way of like having no words for a lot of men is it's, it's liberating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing's being expected of you. You can't get it wrong. There's mm. something about the simplicity of touch that just kind of, it's, it's really vulnerable for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? It's, it's, I agree. it's, it's getting to the core of who they are. And yet they often don't have language to describe how it's important. So it comes across as annoying, like clingy as, oh, just have another child who's at me trying to touch me. And, Mm. you know, I think a lot of times wives don't recognize the how important touch can be on so many emotional levels. I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, it's just about being present, like being touched and touching. There's something so immediate in that that feels so good. I like that. You know, it's not about performance. It's just about being, I guess, being acceptable. Being chosen. Mm -hmm. Being desired. Yeah, all of that is lovely. And I think it's, you know, we can tell, right, when somebody touches us because they want to, because they're they're giving us love. I think it would be great if we go through these five love languages and come up with a plan, like what can people do to increase that language or get more curious about that language because i think the goal is get better at all five higher levels of engagement if you can do that okay we'll come back and talk about time together gifts acts of service words of appreciation and physical touch after the break uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay is how you get 10 percent off Uberlube and why I love it is it is long lasting. I was just talking to a patient this week about the way that they need to use this because, you know, they're struggling with dryness and it's just such a safe 
way to make sure that no matter what happens, if you feel anxious or whatever, you know, the lubrication is there. It's ready. It makes sex comfortable and more pleasurable. I, I just think people need to use it no matter what. I mean, it's fun. Right. And we win on all fronts. So when both people become more comfortable using it, we have more to work with and play with. It's silicone, so it is non-allergic. It is a great product, beautiful packaging. We encourage you to buy it, and it is uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. And when you do this, you help support us on the podcast as well, so we are grateful. Thanks. And it makes a great stocking stuffer. It does. So, Lori, you know at times I can be a bit old school. I think I've tried to get caught up with the modern times and, hey, when you notice all what women have to do to go through the groom and clean and wax and all this stuff that seems quite painful, I figured the least I can do is, you know, give a little trim and freshen up a bit. <laughs> oh, George. The problem is I used, you know, what I was using to shave my son's head and, you know, it, it didn't feel so good down here. So you, you totally need Manscaped's electric trimmer because it is so safe. And you need this. It's like the improved lawnmower is what they call it. 3.0. 3.0. Well, listen, yeah. when you're going close to the family jewels, you better be safe and take your time. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can use this in the shower. It's like waterproof. There's like an LED light that you can see and they have this motor. I guess it goes for 90 minutes. I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody who's going to need it for 90 minutes, but definitely. Um, I'm sold. Manscaped. Here I come. Okay. So, our listeners, you know, they can get this for 20% off and free shipping if they go to manscaped.com and use the code foreplay. Hey, join us on Instagram. We're running a contest. If you tag five of your friends, we are going to send you the Manscaped lawnmower. Thank you, Manscaped. Woo! Give us a G-spot. All right. If a couple is not able to hold on to their vulnerability, then that is a sign of a process telling us that they need to go back and really understand more about their mistrusts and the good reasons they're protecting themselves. Okay, so let's start with spending time together since mm -hmm. um, so many women love that. I think men love that too, some of them. But um, a I have. Lesson of COVID. I <laughs> time together. <laughs> Little sarcasm there, Mr. Fowler. I think a fun thing is to watch those Christmas romantic movies. One of my very favorite movies is Love Actually. That I love it. It's all about Christmas, but it's all about different kind of love stories that come together. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I have. Have you? Great oh. movie. Yeah, have, great yeah. movie. And my husband and I saw a really good movie last night called The Family Stone. And it's, it is all about Christmas. You know, it's over the three days of Christmas and... What I loved about it was just how there's two love stories and it's about a really anxiously attached woman with a really avoidant male and they don't end up together, but they, I don't want to, you know, send out spoilers, but, but it does show how secure attachment heals those kinds of attachment problems. It was, it was great. It was great acting, fun, Diane Keaton and holiday. My kids watch that one and it's just a comedy. It's really silly, but. I mean, screaming funny at certain places. So that was a good one if you want. I like the idea of quality time also being electronic free zone. Oh, yeah. Like 
Like, how do you find that time to just not talk about the list or the kids or the logistics or with an electronic on, but actually mm-hmm. remind your bodies of what that was like to just be engaged in the essence of who somebody is, like what's meaningful about their lives, what's what's makes them feel alive. It's just how do you intentionally put aside that time mm-hmm. with your partner? Mm-hmm. Talking together. I found this thing in the store. There, it's called Hugo. We're going to talk about this later, though. But it's like little conversations cards. There's a bunch of things like that out there, products that you can buy to spur conversation that doesn't get heated, that is just interesting about your partner. I think so often, you know, when we've been married for a while, we forget to ask our partner interesting questions that they can answer. That's why going on a walk or some kind of not having an agenda, but some structured time to just touch base during a day, I think it's so relevant. I know. And it's so romantic. I think walking in the snow is romantic. So... That could be fun. Especially if you got like heated boots or something, right? <laughs> heated gloves. Definitely heated boots. Yeah. You, you got to you gotta scout out the mistletoe before you go. The mistletoe. In, in North Carolina, there's mistletoe everywhere. And I've always been, well, obviously a mistletoe freak about it. When, even in California, <laughs> I would hang it. And now it's, you know, it just grows on, there, in my parking lot, there's seven trees that have mistletoe. So I always cut it down and hang it in all the doorways. All right. So you and Derek are getting lots of kisses in. We do. We do. All right. Yeah. So gifts. I mean, this is a problem for a lot of people who maybe suddenly they're faced with, you know, what am I going to get my partner? Well, that's also happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish listeners. It's great gift giving. Eight days. Structure in place. We are in Hanukkah right now. Yes. So appropriate to talk about gifts and so you're saying a lot of people aren't so good at it not so good at it i have a trick though when people talk about things they want i have this little app about i think it's called keep and it's all kinds of notes and stuff but i i put in there gifts that people want so i i listen all year long little things that they say and then I write it down right then so that when I'm going to buy Christmas gifts or birthday gifts or something, I have some ideas. How about you? How do you do gifts? Gee, are you good at gifts? I think I am actually good at gifts. Hmm. It's, I don't know, we can get lost on a lecture here, but there's something about the consumerism. And I mean, I see so many kids today picking their own gifts and it's just, there's, we're getting away from, I think, the spirit of it. So that idea mm-hmm. of knowing somebody well and something that kind of gets them happy and excited and you get to be the bearer of that, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I would say thoughtful gifts, right, are so special. I have on in my closet, I've posted a lot of the Christmas cards and Mother's Day cards and all the cards that my kids drew for me when they were little and made for me, you know, I just keep them up there so that I can remember how I feel when I look at them. And I, I mean, I think that kind of thing, something special, writing a poem to your loved one would be incredible. Or we do secret Santas as women, you know, there's a bunch of women groups that do that. And I always am really thoughtful about that, trying to figure out what is a holiday theme, 
you know, I, I like three perfect pears because it's it's very Christmassy. Partridge in a pear tree, or or making somebody your favorite meal, or or making somebody their favorite meal, or just keeping a candle lit. I mean, there's there's lovely things that you can do that are thoughtful. Well, I also don't want to make it sound easier than it is because a lot of people in our lives have everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. actually pretty hard to find a gift for somebody that has everything. Mm-hmm. And so you got advice for that? I, I mean, I think at that point, then it has to be thoughtful. It has to be from about the spirit, you know, not, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody... Nobody particularly needs anything in my life. Even my sons, they, they've all got money. You know, they don't need anything, but trying to figure out something that would be meaningful is important. I, one of the things my best girlfriend, Terry, says is a meaningful gift is something about them and something about yourself. So you, you give something that is meaningful to you in some way and meaningful to them. So maybe that's good And advice. don't be shy. Get feedback. You know, ask the person, get it, get, get, I, I, there's nothing wrong with wanting more information. To right. Make a better guess. Right. right. Asking. And don't forget sexy gifts, you know, like lingerie, especially if it's not a point of contention. I have a girlfriend who is Jewish and she said her husband listened to the podcast and she said, you know, he wants that variety list. By the way, we've had over 200 people write us for the, the list of variety from our episode when we talked about the sexual wow. variety acts. Yep. Very fun. And so I sent it to her and she said, I know what I'm giving him for Hanukkah. <laughs> and I'm like, right. eight nights. That will be Mission accomplished. great. Awesome. Since we're really trying to fortify couples' sexual relationship and connection, I, I just think, you know, maybe this is a time you wear lingerie. You maybe have manscaped and... You show that off, or you Uber Lube is in the stocking. That would be fun. That's right. All these little extras that can make a big difference between a regular night and a night of fireworks going off. <laughs> Laying a fire is sexy, too, I think. I like it when my husband, in the morning or in the afternoon, you know, lays a fire, and I know that there's going to be a fire that night. That's, that's sexy. That usually means sex that night. Intent. Acts of service. Mm-hmm. Okay, so acts of service, for whatever reason, m- many of my years of Christmas prep, I would feel very perfectionistic, especially on Christmas Eve. It's like I wanted it to be perfect, and I was totally bitchy because I had this internal pressure. And what I did was eventually I, I would just write out all the little chores that I saw needed to be done. So, you know, set the table, go, I send the kids out to green the house. So, you know, they got to go cut greens and put the roast in, whatever it is. And I would just write out all the lists. And now as my kids are grown, everybody just initials four or something. And so we divide the workload. And and if acts of service are your partner's love language, I, I would say write out the list and then corral the kids, you know, just initial next to them. I got this. You don't need to think about it anymore. Really takes a lot of the pressure off. That's a great idea. And I, I would say for, for men, you know, get somebody to hang those lights on the house while he's gone. I don't think anybody over 50 should be on a ladder. It's like, get somebody else to do it. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Okay. 
You know, I just, I think, does your partner feel seen for what they contribute? You know, to your life, to the family life, to the work that they do, especially if they're acts of service and words of appreciation, then then you know that they're oriented toward performance. And so they need that appreciation for all that they do. I, yeah. I mean, that word appreciation I, I doesn't give it justice. I mean, there's not a baby born that's not looking for feedback that it's special. And that's really all affirmation is looking for. Like, can you notice me and can you celebrate me? Can you let me know you're enjoying me? Mm-hmm. Right? That master couple, John Gottman talks about this. The difference between a master couple and a disaster couple, you can just see by the ratio of compliments to criticism. Mm-hmm. Right? These, this need to compliment will make your relationship a lot safer. We're quick to jump and criticize and give advice, and yet we're slow to give affirmation. So how do we really recognize that this is this is beautiful and healthy? And if we're not doing that in our relationship, it's a sign of that distance creeping in. So being more proactive, setting yourself reminders. You know, couples when they do that for, for homework are always surprised at how how good that feels. Even just going to bed to be able to say a couple of things that really they, they're thankful for or they appreciate about their partner and just what that does to strengthen that emotional bond. It does. I, I agree. It's such a good feeling to hear your partner recognize something. My husband and I are ridiculous. We like show each other everything that we've done. Come see, I scrubbed the sink. Come see, I cleaned the toilet. <laughs> you know, and then the other one comes and it's like, oh, it's so great. We ask for it and get it. Uh, I don't know. We've done that for a long time. I have a couple I'm working with and they, they call it the RRTB conversation at the end of the night. A rose, a rose, a thorn, and a bud. They, that's what they do every night. They tell each other two things that were good and happy, two roses about the day, a thorn, something they struggled about, and then a bud, something they're going to hopeful about oh, moving forward. I like that. And rose, a rose, a, nice a ritual. thorn, and a bud. Yeah. That's a good ritual. I think just making it a ritual is important. If they do it every night, then they remember to do it. So often people say, oh, you know, it's been two weeks since I've heard anything from you about what you like about me. That's hard. Okay. Physical touch. We can't leave this out. Maybe foot rubs, massage, laying a fire. You know, hot oil. Hot oil. Hot wax. <laughs> um, you know, I, go ahead. Ice cube. Ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people give each other sex coupons, you know, but I, I think they should just give one coupon and say, this is what we're doing tonight. We're having oral sex tonight or we're doing something that you wanted to do. And uh, because I think those coupons get loaded up because then the person could present the coupon at a time that's not uh, no longer sexy. So give the coupon yeah. when you're ready to do it. And just think about it throughout the day. There's something about just going up giving a little hug or grabbing a hand or, you know, touching the shoulder that, that really just reminds both people of how important they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Make love with the Christmas tree lights on after wow. the children are in bed. <laughs> well, our hope here in the five love languages is we all need all five of them. And to 
have this conversation. We all want to be loved in a way that's easy and comfortable for us and often don't recognize that our partner needs it a little bit differently and that's okay. And how do we give our partner what they're looking for, not what we want to give? Right? And I think that that flexibility between what we want and what our partner wants, you put them together and that gives such, such room for, for more growth of love in our relationship. Absolutely. Well, we wish you all Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. We are glad that you're listening to us. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot. Hey, don't forget, we are doing our couples retreat, and that is Great Sex, Great Love on February 5th. You can sign up right now. We've got a discount going until January 8th. We'd love to have you join us for a whole day. George and I are inviting you. Come join us and have fun. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.